0: The hooded cultists chant Hail, Lord Vecna.
1: Hail, Lord Vecna. They turn to you. Remove their hoods. You recognize most of them from Mokbar. There is one you do not recognize his skin, shriveled, desiccated something else. He is not only missing his left
0: arm, but his left arm! No! 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 Vecna's dead! dead. killed by Cass! So it was thought, my friends. So it was thought. But Vecna (laughs) lives! back. I know it has been a hot minute. Uh, unless you're on the Patreon and then you hear from me ceaselessly. <laughs> but welcome back to a new episode of the TomCast Podcast. We are back in your feed for the first time in, gosh, what, three months? Something along those lines. And what better way to kind of come back than to talk about Stranger Things. The greatest show in the history of Netflix. I said it. I meant it. I'm going to own that. I believe it is the greatest show in the history of Netflix. Uh, and, and season four in particular, I thought, was insanely well done, insanely well executed. Uh, and so a few weeks back, after, uh, gosh, after the first, what, seven episodes had come out from this Stranger Things season four on Netflix, uh, I got together, I sat down with my brother, uh, and, and we broke it down, we got into it, uh, the things that we liked, the things we didn't. And, and really, it was... It was Far more positives than negatives against the series thus far, uh, and we made that a Patreon only show. Uh, well, now the, the, the window on that is, is kind of expired now, uh, and we, we decided we wanted to share that conversation with with the masses, with the, with you wonderful people who uh, still support the show when it when it hits your feeds, and and yeah. So I'm re I'm recording a new introduction here, and there'll be a new outro at the very very end, but the conversation will be the one that we recorded several weeks back uh, before the final two chapters of the of season four were out so we didn't know what was in store for episodes eight and nine uh or is it seven and eight now i'm getting myself confused i think it was eight and nine right i don't know I'll, I'll look at the notes later but the last two episodes hadn't been out yet let's put it that way and and so we we didn't know where it was going to go what the what 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 what, a, what, a, what, a, what a, awaited our heroes their journeys their paths their destinies their fates who, who would meet their end, who wouldn't, who would survive to fight another day? Uh, we didn't have answers to these questions. Uh, so so remember, that was really focused on the, those first six or seven episodes from the first part that, that dropped back uh, at the end of May. Those came out. And then we had to wait till the beginning of uh, the what, what Fourth of July weekend that just passed. And so there will be a conversation recording tomorrow. Well, I say tomorrow, but by the time you hear this podcast, it will have been recorded to cover the last two episodes of the season. And that will eventually make its way into your feeds as well. It'll hit Patreon first, but it'll it'll come into your feeds, you know, in a month or so or whatever. And and part of the reason that 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 may work in your favor is cuz maybe uh, you're not a lunatic <laughs> like like my brother and I and you haven't binged your way like a mad person through the fourth season of Stranger Things, or maybe you're you're kind of coming in uh, late and you're still catching up on seasons one through three. This 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 episode, uh, I think, works perfectly well as like an evergreen podcast. Come back and check it out. This is here for you when you're ready to 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 hear people talk about Stranger Things season four. Not that there already probably aren't seventy five billion podcasts about Stranger Things season four, but you are the good kind people. You are the members of Pophead Nation, and uh, I. I I believe you will support this episode just as strongly as you have all the others. So thank you, for, as always, for the continued support. And yeah, I think you should buckle up because we, we got ourselves a heck of a conversation about the, about the season. Uh, my brother and I dive into it pretty deep. And and for those of you who are concerned, because you know a lot of the times uh, Mark and I are on the opposite sides of the spectrum on, on certain topics, on certain shows or movies and, and things like that. This is one of those momentous occasions where we are fairly in sync with our with our thoughts and and you know it's always fun to kind of go head to head with somebody um but it's even better when you're holding hands in harmony and I think Mark would agree that this is the most harmonious of podcasts we are holding hands we are kumbayaing with one another it is just a, a beautiful thing when when brothers come together hey now hey hey now wait a second <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a thinker. No, probably not. Really, don't think about it. Just move on with your lives. All right, that's for the best. Let's get out of here. Let's get into the show. Uh, my lame jokes aside, I do think you will enjoy this episode. It's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, especially if you're a, if you're a big fan of the show, or maybe maybe this is the episode you need to kind of push you over the edge, and and sit down to watch Stranger Things finally. We'll, we'll see how it goes we'll take it from there you know what to do please please don't hesitate to hit me up on the social medias we're still at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram so by all means hit me up there hit me up on Vision too I'm at Mando underscore Vision you know you can put Stranger Things into my, into my Star Wars feed it's all good it's all good I love hearing from everybody so please 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 don't be shy evil circle I know you're. I'm, I'm talking to you buddy hit me up let me know what you think alright so yeah let's sit down let's buckle up let's hold on to our butts and let's buckle up again. Here we go. Scared, you're tired, you are injured. Do you flee Vecna and his cultists? Or do you stand your ground and fight? Come on. Sinclair, you're in. Huh? You're in. On the go. I say we fight. To the death. To the death. Oh to the death. God all right joining us once again via the power of the internet my brother mark is here all the way from los angeles california mark how are you doing today good how are you oh i'm so glad you asked (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Are you excited for our conversation today? Are you prepared to dive into the world of Stranger Things season 4 part 1? I'm excited. Prepared? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, preparation not our strong point for some of these conversations. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> but uh, uh uh let's get our let's let's do our thing first, all right? Let's sort of uh, uh talk about what we got going on in our beer glasses cuz we have to stay uh, uh, hydrated. It's a warm day in ca- Southern California, and hydration is the essence of moisture. Yes. <laughs> so, what are you drinking there, dude?
1: I'm drinking Allegash's Fine Acre Organic Golden Ale.
0: Hello, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Well, Pretty I love good. I love the Allagash, so that sounds like a rad one to tra- check out. Yeah. Uh I actually have the same beer I had last time you were on the show, uh, because this has kind of become like my uh my my beer for the summer, I suppose, or at least while it's still available. And that's the, the Pizza Port Summer Oasis IPA, the the seven point two um, percent ABV with citra mosaic and talus hops. And I'm just I can't get enough of this one. I'm just having a good time with it. All right. And I think I think if I, you know, drink these fairly quickly, we'll have an even better conversation for Stranger Things. <laughs> so, or worse. Or worse. We'll see how it goes. So after what seems like forever, right? It's been a really long time since Stranger Things 3 was out. It was like, what, three, four-year gap since, since season three was on?
1: Um, I would say two, maybe three.
0: I, I know there's, and, you know, like a lot of shows, Stranger Things had uh, like serious COVID issues when, when, when COVID broke out. I think that's right. part of the problem, part of the delay you know, kind of getting everything together. But, uh, you know, it, it, a sizable gap. But when I – when I'm, not to get too far ahead of ourselves because we're not getting into the show just yet. But when I see the quality of the show, it makes me totally forget these things. Like this is the best-looking show Netflix has, in my opinion, by far. No, 100%. Like, like everything they do for this show, they, they, you know, maybe it has the biggest budget on Netflix. I don't know for sure. But they get their money's worth out of everything. Like this show looks great.
1: Yeah, they definitely, I think they have the, the biggest budget for any Netflix show. But, I mean, it looked really good. In season one. Very cinematic in season one. Yeah. In fact, I would say probably even more cinematic in season one. Um, so, I, I think I think it's a combination of the budget, but I think it's also just the creators, the Stuffer brothers know what they're doing and they have good people working with them and around them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to think about because, because, you know, season one, the show kind of came out of nowhere, uh, you know, kind of caught fire, got into the zeitgeist really, really quickly. People, people really gravitated towards it, especially people like of our generation who grew up with, you know, the Amblin movies of the day, you know, you know, the whole kids on bike genre of films, uh, right, and I think that, that I think that speaks to what you were saying about season one being very cinematic because they, I think they were really trying to capture that that bygone era of of those those Steven Spielberg esque movies from our from our youth, uh, you know, and a, they did it exceedingly well. But the show really grew into its own thing as well, so they were able to kind of like make it, you know, th- take it take that that inspired by Spielberg kind of thing and turn it into their own universe in, in a sense. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm I was mean, wondering if you might expand on that, but uh, or expound. Well, maybe. no. I, I, mean, <laughs> I
1: mean, I think it's more of a case of like, yeah. I think you pretty much hit it on the head there. Um, I guess I'd say I think, I think if you go back to season one, like all the nostalgia stuff, yeah, is a little bit better baked into the story so that it feels more organic whereas i think in all the later seasons the nostalgia stuff it does it's one of my few criticisms of the show is i think the nostalgia stuff feels a little forced in in seasons two and three not so much in four four I, i didn't it didn't feel very forced to me but um but not quite as natural as, as the first season.
0: Yeah. And that's, that kind of leads into what I was going to ask you next, because again, we don't want to go and do like a, like a hardcore review necessarily of the, of the prior seasons. You know, we're making the assumption that, you know, people who are listening to this podcast have at the very least watched one of the seasons of the show and maybe it was for them, maybe it wasn't. Uh, But I was going to ask you if if you uh, would be willing to sort of rate the first three seasons of the show. Or at the very least, rank them, like, like favorite to least favorite so far. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit difficult because I
1: have started a rewatch. Okay. Um, and I'm still in season one, and I'm really loving it. Uh, but if I had to say, I'd, I'd, I'd say season one, season three, season two – and I don't mean that as a slight against Season 2 because I think Season 2 is unfairly maligned. I think I remember enjoying Season 2 as much as I enjoyed Season 1. But if I had to rank them, that would be the order.
0: I agree with your rankings. That's how I feel about it as well. And, yeah, I, I sort of... I, I, I think I do malign Season 2 more than, more than you, at least. I think you do. <laughs> I still have a real problem with, with like... Dustin and his pet demigorgon, thinking that was a good idea. But <laughs> I, I, I don't. I know. To me, it, it seemed like a perfectly natural, normal thing. <laughs> that was, a, again, no, we're not going to rehash those seasons, but that yeah. one, you know, and and to be fair, I ought to go back and rewatch the show as well. It has been a hot minute. Maybe I'd look at it a little bit differently now with a little bit more time and some more context to the characters and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I mean, I remember really. Uh, being really, really happy with season three, I thought season three was really, really nicely done. Uh, yeah. And and something that I was really nervous about with, with the show, you know, as it as it was growing in, in season two and in season three, was I was really nervous that the cast was getting so huge. You know, we yes. we started off and it was you know it was Mike and, and Lucas, uh, uh, Dustin Dustin, and, Dustin Will. and Will and then eleven right and Will's yeah. Will's missing the entire first season basically anyway he's in the upside down. Yeah. But that's kind of like our, our core group of, 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 of kids. And then yes. it, it grows in season two, and it grows more in season three. And I, I guess by rights, we should count in Nancy and Steve in season one. And uh, who's the brother? Joe? Is it Joe? Joe, yeah. yeah. They, they're there as well. They're a big part of season one. I'm, I'm kind of neglecting them. But well, that's a sizable cast to begin with, and yeah. it grows and grows and grows. And we're not even talking about Hopper yet, and we're not even talking about Joyce you know, and some of these right. other characters. It's a huge show, and it's sort of yes. funny to – it's sort of easy to forget that and to kind of stay focused on the kids, the young kids. Right. Well, I think
1: that's the the core mm-hmm. of the story um, when you get down to it. It's like the Nancy. Uh, um, oh, it's Steve. Jonathan, by the way. Jonathan, not Joe. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Jonathan. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, the the Jonathan, uh, Nancy, Steve characters are all very important, but at the end of the day, kind of like the core is the younger kids,
0: yeah, yeah, but I mean, we also get in introductions of new characters in both age groups, right? You know, like so, so yes. you know, Max comes along, um, uh, uh Robin comes along, you know, it, it so the show continues to grow, and each of these characters really bring something fun to the mix, I think, yeah. And don't and don't I'm forget I'm, Billy, and, <laughs> and <laughs> your 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 man crush Billy, Billy Hargrove, the. What do you want to call him? I mean, he's sort of the villain of Season 3, but he does try to get some redemption at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's very much the villain of Season 3, even though he's being manipulated. But yeah, he's
0: the villain of Season 3. And then, of of course, going into this year's Season 4, the introduction of possibly my my new favorite character is possibly Eddie Munson. Oh,
1: Eddie Munson's great. Yeah, he (laughs) was a lot of fun.
0: He's fantastic. Like the Metalhead Dungeons and Dragons kid. It's like, yeah. awesome. I love this dude. Yeah, hey, it looks like Eddie Van Halen. It, <laughs> it works. Yeah, he's crazy and fun and on the run because they think he's killing everybody in really effed up ways. They think he's, yes. You know, they do the whole... In season four, and let's just kind of get into season four. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many elements, you know, devil worshipping and and all these different things that like, oh my gosh, I remember the 80s. I remember them talking about this stuff, you know? and, and
1: Yeah, the satanic panic.
0: Yes, exactly. And and I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're really queuing in on this stuff." And I was very surprised that they were going that route. And I I remember talking to you a little bit about the season you I, I you hadn't started it just yet, and I was I was kind of in the early episodes for the season 4, and I was texting you I was like, "Dude, I don't know if I'm crazy, but like this season seems really dark and fucked up." <laughs> and, and I don't know how do you, how do you feel about that statement compared to the rest of the show, or the rest of the seasons?
1: I I think it's about on par. Really? It didn't, it didn't strike me as being dark and fucked up. I mean, it definitely had its darkness, but I think like all the seasons of the show have that, you know, it's one of the reasons why I I like the show so much. Um, You know, so I, I mean, I wasn't surprised when they tapped into the satanic panic, but more of just like, Pleased, I guess. It's like, oh cool, like they're they're going into that. I like I like that they're they're trying to incorporate that. And um, um but yeah, the the villain in this season I think is a little more you know, he's a little more fucked up, I guess, than than previous seasons because uh this guy, uh Vecna can get into the characters' heads and attack them in very personal ways. So I think maybe it feels a little more, a little more fucked up, as you say, for that reason.
0: Yeah, I I, I really really enjoyed Vecna as the villain for this this season, and I, I think he, I think he brings a lot to the table in the in the way that he's able to affect the characters, uh, but also because for the first time we have a we have a bad guy from the Upside Down who's able to actually like communicate with our with our with our you know quote unquote heroes, right?
1: You yes, know, like
0: he's able to to. And we, you know, we, we get, we find out why later, like we get the, we, we start to, yes. you know, the, 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 there's a great mystery in this season. Uh, and that, that, that builds by, and we can start getting some answers by the end of uh, episode seven, but, but yeah, in, in a way that we've never had before with the villains from the upside down, like they're able to converse. And I feel like that really lends to like the terror, like the way he's trying to like get in their heads and twist them around. And, and it's, it's, I, I thought Vecna's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked him, and yes, him being able to communicate with our characters adds to the terror, I think, because, you know, I, I think a, a criticism for the first three seasons is that, well, the, the, the villain from the, uh, from the Upside Down is just kind of a snarling beast. Right, and they they kind of started to rectify that a little bit because they did incorporate Billy into it in season three, so that the villain did have something of a face and something of a personality. But then this season they've expanded on that even more and have created a very, um, I mean, you know, very Freddy Krueger esque type character.
0: Yeah, and I and as much as as I enjoyed. Uh, Billy Hargrove in season three as, as like the, you know, sort of like the, the what like mind flare possessed villain for the, sh- for the show. Uh, yeah. I get, you know, it's like possessions, like a trope I've seen before. Like I know, I know how that one kind of plays out. Right. With, with Vecna, I felt, I felt like a little bit more un unsure how this is going to work. Right. Especially, yeah. especially by the time, like I said, by the time we get to episode seven and we start to get all the pieces put together on kind of like how Vecna came to be. Yes. And, and you're like, oh, well, how is this going to play out? I have no fucking clue. You know, a possession story kind of only ends, you know, there's only a couple of different ways for it to go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. But, but now we have like a full-on, like, supervillain in Stranger yes. Things. And I, I, I kind of feel like the kid gloves are off, if you will. We'll see. I don't, we'll see. I don't,
1: I don't know if they're off. I thought it seemed like for one moment this season that they were going to come off, but then they put them back on.
0: <laughs> well, um, there's a pre- there's still a pretty good body count in this show. And like I was generally concerned for one character in particular in, in an episode that uh, was their spotlight. Um, I, but I, I, like I said, I, I, I was totally engrossed in, in, in Vecna killing these kids. I was I was fascinated by all of it. And it is it, it is very reminiscent of Freddy Krueger. You got that right. But it's more terrifying because he's not cracking jokes.
1: Well, yeah, it, it's it's original recipe Freddy, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's more of the... It, it's <laughs> Wait, more you, of the... <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs>
0: Did you just call Freddy Krueger original recipe? Yeah, it's... He's not, it's, he's it's, not extra crispy? What's that? He's not extra crispy?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> not not that bullshit from nightmare what three through six.
0: I just think it's funny that you um, you 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 called a guy who's been burned alive, uh, you know, compared him to fried chicken. So that made me laugh. I sometimes think these things through <laughs> Sorry, I'll go ahead. What was your point? Make your please make your point. I apologize.
1: No, I was just saying that that Vecna is more like Freddy from the first yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, and I, I guess you could uh, throw a new nightmare in there as well. He's much more of a serious villain than than Freddy Krueger was in the the latter installments of that franchise.
0: Yeah. So let's go ahead and, and, and kind of set up how the how season four of the show begins uh at, you know at, like just like at the end of season 3 we we know that they're breaking up uh that the friends are moving away Joyce and Will and John uh Jonathan, excuse me, I don't think he goes by John. Uh and 11 are going to move out to California. Yeah. Mike, Lucas, Dustin, they're still going to be in Hawkins, but this effectively breaks the group up. And Max, I yes. should say Max is in Hawkins as well. Yes. Uh meanwhile Hopper's missing though the audience knows that he's alive in Russia but he's, yeah. he's presumed dead by the characters yes and you know so so season three ends with with the the parties going in, in very different directions and and so when we catch up with everybody you know you have to kind of figure out how you're, how you're gonna get this massive cast of characters bring them all back together and and that's kind of I don't, know that, I, don't, I don't know if I want to say the word arc, but the bulk of these first six episodes, the group still is apart and they stay apart for, for a big chunk of the episodes, right? Everyone's kind of got like their own little quests to go on. You know, Joyce has her quest to get Hopper. Uh, uh, everyone, you know, Mike and, and Will and Jonathan are going to help uh, Eleven with their new friend Argyle, you know, and then we got the, the Hawkins crew who's dealing directly with Vecna. Yes. Did you like the way that was sort of sort of handled? Um, I did,
1: but I think... So, you know, you talked about the cast getting bigger every season, and it gets bigger again this season. And I, one of my few criticisms of this season is I think they need to start downsizing the cast as opposed to expanding it. <laughs> and I did not care for the addition of argyle i thought he was completely useless and pointless and um i did not like the extra screen time for uh murray no not
0: not a fan of murray huh
1: he he's a great character for a few episodes, but to have him be a focal point of every episode, I just found very grating. <laughs> and that, like that, kind of takes me to uh, it, one of my other criticisms of this season, which is that. So every episode this season is about 79 minutes long. Like they're 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 pushing short movie length per episode. Yes, yes. And I love that because I want to spend that much time in this world with these characters. But I also kind of felt like you know, they could have trimmed a few seconds here, a few seconds there, to the point that maybe they trim about five, maybe even ten minutes out of each episode, and I think it would move a little bit better, and I felt like a lot of those moments were kind of just dumb humor moments from Murray or Argyle, or even some of the other characters. I I don't want to just harp on those two
0: characters alone. Uh, So Yeah, I, I mean... That that's definitely your opinion. I loved Murray, but I, I can I, I can <laughs> I see where don't. you come from. I, 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 he he can be a, t- a bit grating, and that, and that's sort of what that actor brings to the brings to the table. Like that's, that's, that's sort of his wheelhouse. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. What, what, I, What's that actor's name? Is it uh, is it Brent Gelman? I think. Brett Gelman. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him in a ton of a ton of things, I and mean, he's always a bit much, <laughs> but in moderation, he's pretty he's perfect. It, it
1: You know, and it's also just like that type of humor that that just dumb humor that I'm just not really a fan of. It just it just it and and for so much of it for 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 the entire season thus far, it's it's just very like uh, can we can we get past this please? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I maybe we should tackle things a little bit more in an organized fashion. Like, let's kind of talk about each group then right? What do you, how do you feel about that? Instead of trying to work through each episode?
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with that. I probably I told you I I I, I I'm not a person to binge shows. I binged the hell out of this. I watched it. It's a lot of TV and I watched it in two days. So
0: Yeah, I think I, I watched it fairly quick too. I think my I think I was closer to four days, but for me, that's that's pretty darn fast, uh, considering how little time I get to control the television. So yeah. <laughs> that worked out pretty well. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about the the, the gang in California, right? Okay. Uh, and and again, w- don't worry about talking about Joyce because uh, Joyce is going to be a typical '80s mom and abandon her children to their own devices so that she can go chase after Hopper. And we'll talk about that in the Hopper section of the show. <laughs> yeah, she's a good mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's Jonathan's there. Too. He's about to go to college. Gang. He doesn't. He doesn't smoke all the weed or anything. He's fine. He-
1: you got to give your kids their space so that they can, you know, learn to fend for themselves.
0: There you go. There you yeah. go. Uh, I I guess the big element to the to the kids in California, that part of the story is 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 11 now without powers yeah. going to school, trying to be a normal kid, uh but like many normal kids getting getting but who th- who, who who let me put it this way. Many normal kids who maybe are not um, what the cool kids perceive as normal <laughs> and become right. targeted and now become bullied. Yeah. That's a huge chunk of, of that particular part of the storyline. And I know you had some feelings about the bully storyline, and I wanted to let you uh, take the spotlight for this.
1: I mean, I'll just say what I said to you, which is <laughs> I loved it when she, 11, hit that bitch in the face with a roller skate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the moment that anyone who i think has had a bully wishes they could do right
1: <laughs> yeah I, I you know 100% um I, I i really liked that that part of the story um you really feel for eleven especially because like not only is she trying to deal with the world um without her powers anymore but because she's kind of stunted
0: emotionally
1: because she didn't grow up like a normal kid. So she's, you know, she's in middle school or high school. I think think. think she's
0: like a, I think it's like a freshman year in high school sort of. Yeah. Freshman year of high school. Yeah. I, I think that's right.
1: And, you know, but emotionally she has the maturity of a middle schooler or even an elementary school student. So she's, she's very childlike and, doesn't quite understand why she's coming up against this bullying, why people are being such assholes. And so it, it's especially hurtful to her. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I liked that aspect of it in
0: particular. Well, and it it dovetails nice. Again, like you said, she doesn't have like the, the, those coping mechanisms because, because of the way she was brought up in that medical facility and everything like that. And, and, you know, and part of her journey dovetails back into her time as, as a, Lab rat, basically, and and she was bullied there too. So like, there's there's a trauma that she wasn't even aware of that's sort of also fueling these things. And then obviously, like the lot, like you know, the frustration with not having her powers, the loss of Hopper. I mean, all these things. uh, It's a volatile mixture for her. Yes. And and and, you know, luckily, luckily she has Paul Reiser show up to get the police charges dismissed. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I mean, Paul Reiser shows up, and you know it's going to be a good time, right?
1: That's what I always say. It's a party. Paul Reiser's here. It was a
0: bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. <laughs> hey, Paul. Reiser. I wish I knew the follow-up line. It's escaping me. Paul Reiser's in like basically one of the greatest movies ever made. So I, you know, yeah. that may, that gives him a little bit of of Teflon in, in my book.
1: yeah no i mean i i like paul riser but you know and and this is kind of one of the reasons why i'm doing a rewatch of the whole series Mm -hmm. is because i knew that he was gonna be in season four but watching him in season four i was like wait was he in season three i had completely forgotten that he was in season
0: three i had forgotten until he showed up i was like oh yeah, that's right paul riser did show up yeah well, let's let, let's kind of stay on 11 here because eventually she has after the roller skate incident, uh, she yeah. does have to make the choice to go back to a government facility. Runs into a runs into Papa, Papa's still around, and he's going to help her get her powers back, but you know, again, more trauma for her to deal with. And it it allows us to dive into the mysteries back from season 1 of like what was going on in that lab with her. Right. And and you know, it was interesting because Part of me was a little surprised they went back to that because it seemed like they were just sort of distancing themselves from some of those things, some of those some of those elements. Now you're doing a rewatch, so it's a lot fresher in your mind. So please correct me if I'm wrong. But it is sort of interesting to to see them in season four, uh, kind of be the Duffer brothers I'm I'm talking about at this point, kinda of see where they made some missteps and where they have gone back and sort of course corrected a little bit. If you know what uh-huh. I mean. Like, you know, okay, let's let's talk about season two for a second. When when uh, 11 goes and finds like other people like her in the world. Yeah. We don't talk about that anymore. That's not talked about. Well,
1: I, I mean, let's talk about that because I think that's a real problem. If they're just going to try to ignore that.
0: Well, again, there may to come a time where they bring them back into the fold later on, but I'm glad we're not dealing with that stuff right now. Like we were actually, this, sure. this season we get answers, you know, it, they, 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 they dole them out slowly, you know, at, a, at like a trickle. But then by episode seven, I mean, the faucet's on and it's like, boom, here's everything that we need to know for the next half of this show and, and probably for season five as well. Like we're really getting all that stuff that has only been sort of hinted at and, and alluded to from from her past. So having her re-experience these things in that in that sensory deprivation tank, I thought was a really interesting way to explore that. Yeah, I mean, I I agree Um and, and of course, this is, this is all about her getting her powers back. That that there's a lot of her, a lot of the reason. I, I assume what they're trying to say is like she has like a mental block, and that's why she really can't access her powers, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the the way the the show described it was she essentially experienced like a like a psychic stroke. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, so it was like she can't really access her powers. But she can't access her powers because, like, yes, she has this mental block. She has this trauma from her past, from something that happened in the uh, in the Hawkins lab, that is preventing her from from using her abilities.
0: Let's. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, we're we're gonna get into spoilers, so I guess we have to say fuck it, and let's uh, let's just talk about it. But yeah, uh, how long until you realize that that guy that guy was number one? <laughs> I knew it the instant it was brought up. I was like, "Okay,
1: this guy's number one."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the interesting part about that was, it's like I don't think that was supposed to be like the the surprise. The surprise comes no. later.
1: Yeah, like I like did the- because yeah, I did not piece it together that he's that number one is Vecna. Whoa,
0: whoa! Spoilers! Spoilers! We already said spoilers. I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Just fucking around. Right. Yeah, no, I I, 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 I didn't put it together
1: until. It was the moment they were in, like the boiler room, and yes. uh, he said he couldn't. He couldn't go. He couldn't escape with her because he has like this chip in his neck that's like gonna blow up his his head. Well, it's like an inhibitor thing, right? Like he couldn't use the powers. He couldn't use his powers, but I also took it as like if he tries to escape, it'll also blow him up. At least that's that's what I thought, and possibly I was yeah. like, okay. So he gets eleven to remove it, and then he's gonna go. And that's when I was like, "Oh, he's gonna be back then." (laughs) So yeah,
0: yeah. And let's—we haven't talked about one element of the of the mystery just yet, but his connection to the Hawkins, the initial—you know, what they believe is the first Vecna killing. Did you see that part coming?
1: First Vecna
0: killing. uh, the the character that Robert England plays the the family getting you know massacred in like 1957 or whatever it was
1: oh yeah that he that he was the he, son. he was the boy yeah. yeah yeah no I didn't I didn't think about that 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 either yeah.
0: no it was so funny again we're we're gonna kind of jump a little bit here because we're going into into like Nancy's story at this point I mean there's so much there's so much. In the show, it's yeah. hard to go in a linear fashion. Right, exactly. But but when when we get to the, like the murder house and, and all these things, I mean, there there is, a, there is a mention, like, the sun fell into a coma. I was like, oh, when are we going to find out who the sun is? And like, it, it never even dawned on me that, like, oh, all these <laughs> things are going to come together with a nice little yeah. bow around. I was like, well, I'm so fucking stupid sometimes. That I was just like, who's it going to be? <laughs> I mean, at least you had that thought. I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, he's gonna coma. He's probably dead now no I
1: I, <laughs> I I didn't even consider it
0: yeah it, it, uh, the, the the way they bring the story together and, the, and they, they run it through all the different groups of characters to kind of connect yeah. those dots I, I thought was really, really well done yeah and and, and like I said, like the, episode seven pays off so in such a big bad way that that it it's awesome, awesome, awesome.
1: yeah, I mean, it's basically like a big exposition dump but you
0: enjoy every minute of it oh my like it's showing
1: blood. not telling yeah you
0: know? yeah and it, it's so much blood too which is always fun yeah <laughs> and again they do they do a really nice job of, of of again kind of paying off some stuff they set up back in season one that we were like wondering about which is like again i think it's a sign of, of some pretty competent storytellers
1: yeah like Eleven's first contact with the upside down.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and We haven't even talked. We I will get there, I guess, but yeah. I don't know how much we don't want to dive on that. I do want to talk about the rest of the California kids because okay. I do feel like their story was probably the most uneven maybe of, of all of them, especially after 11's off out of the group and it's it's Mike and Jonathan and Argyle and Will and they're trying to find 11 and they got to go to Utah and meet Dustin's girlfriend and all these other things. And yeah. it, it's it's fun and entertaining. But I don't know. It, it, it was probably just inconsistent, and then like at a certain point, like their storyline was just kind of done.
1: I was very happy they did not appear in episode seven,
0: right, because there's nothing for them to do. Like they're just basically right. at that point, they're just trying to drive back to Hawkins, right?:
1: Well, no,' they're, they're trying to find a 11.
0: That's right. They're trying to find Eleven. So, okay. They, yes.
1: they go to Dustin's internet girlfriend so that she can hack into the Hawkins mainframe or whatever and find – so they can find Eleven. Yeah. Where like she's being kept.
0: Yeah, because the, the they, they were being protected by these agent guys who get killed by the other part of the government that wants to just that kill Eleven, doesn't believe Eleven's a superhero kind of thing. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't even talked about the conspiracy stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, know. yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in seven episodes of the show, but again, that's why the runtime I think is so long. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, again, going back to what to what you said, I mean, the the sort of uh cinematic aspect of it by making these sort of like mini movies, I I, I think really does work.
1: Yeah, you
0: yeah, know? I I really
1: like it. Like I like I said, my only I I just felt like eh, maybe you trim a little bit of this right, right, the silly humor, but.
0: Yeah, and, and and you know I am I am I am such a, a, a fuddy-duddy in the sense like I you know I'd see these runtimes I was like fuck man I don't have time to watch that right now I got to like go, <laughs> go to work or something you know so I had to like carve out more time in my day to watch stranger things and I was like shit this is annoying but it was so worth it I mean that was just me being a being a a grapey gri- gri- little bitch but well, it, uh, I think
1: that's a, that's why like I kind of just set aside because yeah. I, I watched episodes one and two and then I, I just set aside a day I was like I'm just going to watch the rest in a day and and that's going to be it because because it is it's hard to carve out 90 minutes of your day sometimes
0: no there was a day I should have been podcasting but I was watching Stranger Things instead because I was like I gotta watch this this is incredible shame on you you're not <laughs> dedicated <laughs> I was dedicated to Stranger Things <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> Uh uh okay, so let's let's kind of shift. I, th- I feel like you talked about most of that stuff with the, with the with the people in California. I mean the whole going to Utah and Dustin's girlfriend and, and her her crazy family. and you know it's it's mostly that's where most of the comedic beats come in, right?
1: Yeah, there and and again with with Murray
0: Murray.. Murray. <laughs> well, let's talk about Joyce and Murray uh, uh, okay. getting, getting evidence that Hopper's alive in Russia. like there's this whole yes. extortion scheme. For like forty thousand dollars and you know, and they gotta yes. fly to Alaska and and you know, they gotta d- make a deal with a smuggler and he's crazy, a guy named Yuri. Yeah. It, so yeah. Doc talk, talk about it. again, this is, it, it all kinda works. But for some reason like I found some of it exhausting. Yeah, because of Murray. <laughs> you may not you may not think so, but that's why.
1: Um but but no, so like you said, the season starts everyone kind of presumes that hopper is dead joyce has her doubts and then she receives a package from russia with a russian doll inside and she finds a number and she contacts she contacts murray about it which is what gets him involved and he flies out to california to kind of help her deal with it mm-hmm. to to deal with this and yeah it's a number to a payphone in russia because uh, one of the guards at the prison that Hopper is in is making a deal with Hopper to to get him out of there. He's going to extort Joyce for $40,000, but Hopper will be free. And so Joyce and Murray are on their way to Alaska, where there's a Russian pilot who's supposed to fly them into Russia to get Hopper. And of course, this all just goes horribly wrong. You you know, couldn't see that coming. Um,
0: <laughs> and then right.
1: they, and then somehow, and, and, and so that, that, that's kind of the, the other thing about, about this storyline was it, it strained a credulity for me a little bit because just Murray and, and, and Joyce infiltrating this secret Russian prison and out foxing, all the soviet guards and 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 generals in charge of that facility it had, i just i had a, I was like ah, this is maybe stretching it a little too far
0: it's a, it's a it was a bit it was a bit much and there's a yeah. lot, there's a lot going on at that secret russian prison because obviously they you know they have their own demigorgon and right. they're, they're they're they want these prisoners to fight it and stuff like that but not really fight it like i mean they're really just feeding it right they're feeding it, yeah. Yeah, yeah like these, uh, you know, Hopper and, and the guard, once the guard gets ratted out and, and arrested as well, they're all going to be food. Um, right. Which, and I, and I guess that's sort of like the thing with the Hopper storyline is like it starts off, I guess slow is, is the word I'll, I'll use.
1: Well, it, it, it also, does. It does
0: eventually build and get really interesting, but it takes a little while for it to get there.
1: It takes a while to get there, and it also starts... Um, it starts not where we left the character in season three, because in, at the end of season three, when we see him, it's at least cut together in a way that we think he's in the facility with the Demogorgon. But this season starts, he's in a different facility and he eventually gets moved to that one, with the Demogorgon. And so I think People's expectations were they're just going to get right into this, and it was a much slower build. It was kind of like, well, wait, how does he get to that place with the diamond
0: Right, and it's a whole thing with him, uh, you know, building a railroad in Siberia or whatever. And uh,
1: yeah, yes, it, it, well, I mean, that's fine, you know, show sure, the, the the prison camps and whatnot in Soviet Russia. I was I was okay with that. Like the the Hopper side of the Hopper storyline, I was fine with. I thought. Um, I don't know how you say his name, Tom Walaskia.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah.
1: Dimitri was really great.
0: Oh, it, if if you, I know you're not a Game of Thrones fan, but he was a uh, he was one of the faceless men, and he was awesome on that.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I, this is the first time I've seen him in anything, and I thought he was uh, I thought he was really good, and I liked him and uh, David Harbour together. I thought they they made a really good team. That dynamic worked really well. It was just kind of like. The Joyce and Murray side of it, of them trying to get to him, that you know, like, like uh, it, it wasn't bad. By you know, by no means am I saying it was bad, but yeah, like at times
0: it was kind of like, all right, can we move it along here? Yeah, yeah. it it sounds it's funny too because I mean it sounds we're definitely talking about some some. We're saying some sort of negative things about about that aspect of the storyline, but by and large, I mean I still did really enjoy it. It just I wish it was sort of paced out a little bit better. And sometimes, yeah. like you would cut to it after something like really important just happened on your screen, you're like, "Fuck, no, stick with this," you know. Yeah. It was, and it was like, it, I, and I think that's probably the the probably the hardest part for the people putting the show together is like, okay, where do we cut away? Where do we insert this? Where does this fit together with this part of the story? You know, it, when you're when you're managing this many different storylines, this many different characters. Editing this thing has got to be a monster.
1: It's like when, um, it's like in Lost, when they would have like a few good episodes in a row, and then they would have like a Kate
0: episode. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing all momentum to a grinding halt. Just like, oh. <laughs> I say that
1: with all respect to Evangeline Lilly, who is an anti-vax I'm a fan or, of. Is an
0: anti-vax bitch. Whatever, I'm still a fan. <laughs> She can go back to the island with her ideas. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, it ends up in a good place. Like, you know, by the fifth or sixth episode, you know, I'm much more invested in that storyline, especially once, uh, once you, like you said, the, the guard, uh, codenamed Enzo, is, is ratted out by Yori. And, like, they're all in, you know, he and Hopper are kind of sort of in it together at that point. Like yeah. it does pick up there when they're, once they're in like the special secret prison, you know? Yes. that yeah. That is when it gets a lot better. So uh, yeah. And, and again, I don't mean to knock it in a negative fashion because it is enjoyable, but it's like, sometimes you just cut away from something. You you're just like, wait, that just killed a dude. and It was awesome. Show me more of that.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I think, you know, the, the strongest aspect of, of this season of the show so far, we shouldn't also like have, you know, Everything is kind of so far because the season
0: right. is no... An I mean, yeah, have, another, another reminder. This is, this is only the first seven episodes. This is part one. The part two yeah. drops in July.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, but but so far the most interesting aspect of the show or storyline of the show has been the kids and Hawkins. Or just the Hawkins
0: aspect. And that's, right, that's who we're going to start talking about next because that's what we got left. <laughs> is the is the kids in Hawkins again? And this is still like the bulk of of the characters are still in Hawkins. You know, you got yes. Stephen Robin working at the video store. Uh, 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 Nancy's running the paper. You know, it. it uh, then we got the kids in high school, right? And then playing Dungeons and Dragons and being part of the Hellfire Club and and all that stuff, which I just thought was so awesome. Yeah, like I got to get me a Hellfire Club T shirt. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. Oh yeah, they're all bootlegs though, so they they disappear real quick from the internet. <laughs> what? Yeah, like little pop-up shops on the internet will sell them for like twenty-four hours, and they got to shut it down. I'm sure someone's got an official one somewhere. Oh, I'm sure Netflix will sell one on their store for forty-five dollars or whatever. <laughs> probably. 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 Uh, you know, uh, but so we're catching up with our with our with our characters and Hawkins, uh, and they're all in different places in their in their lives too. Lucas is a jock all of a sudden. You know, he's on the basketball team, so he's trying to like distance himself himself from. You know, the, the Dungeons and Dragons stuff and, and all this, uh, you know, kind of being a nerd and a social outcast. And, yeah. and, you know, Max is reeling from the death of Billy in the, in the last season. So yeah. she's closed herself off from the group. Uh, so a lot of the characters are in really different places. And, and you know, we, di- we didn't talk much about Mike because Mike transfers from one story to the other. He's the character who starts in Hawkins and ends up in L.A.
1: He's in um, L.A. for most of it.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't really have much to say about Mike in this season. Like, he, he, he does not do much.
1: Yeah, I. I kind of want to save it for for a little later. Okay, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, like Mike is he's completely useless this season, <laughs> completely. And I I think they also just kind of uh, start confirming the suspicions I had from you know see starting starting in probably season
0: 2 which is I don't like Mike. <laughs> we'll get into that. Okay, we'll we'll make sure that we do. Don't let me forget, okay? All right. Uh so so yeah again, this is where the big chunk of our characters are, but uh talk to me about your favorite parts of this story. I mean, it's just kind of all of it, right? It's it's all you of know? it's so interesting and so good. I I agree. Yeah. There's not really a beat here I don't like
1: yeah you know i think i mean they really get got off on 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 the right foot there where the first you know the first episode we're kind of focusing on this cheerleader i think her name is chrissy
0: yeah 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 uh
1: like another new character and you're kind of like is this going to be another new character and then you know the episode the first episode ends with her getting killed yeah, and and, she, she's the
0: first character we see being haunted by Vecna and you know, like the, the part in the in the in the bathroom in high school, you know, and it's it's all very Kruger esque, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah, know, seeing Vecna's feet underneath the stall and all that stuff. It was like, oh, this is so good.
1: Yeah, and so it was a really good way to to get people hooked into it, you know, you're kinda not sure what they're gonna do with the character. I mean, maybe if you're a big fan of horror films and stuff like like I look back at it and I kind of think like ah yeah I, I should have realized like this girl's dead meat but right well, you they, know they, but but they, I think they did a good job of getting you invested in her so that you thought she was going to be a larger part of the show and then it's just like no she's gone
0: yeah no I I th- and I think that's a hundred percent intentional especially like the yeah. the, the sequence the scene where she's meeting in the woods to buy drugs from Eddie. Yeah. And there's, they end up sort of like bonding and, 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 you know, he's making her remember things from because they all, you know, all these kids grew up together, even though she's popular now and has sort of forgotten about him. They all yeah. have history. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, it's I, a
1: very I, sweet scene.
0: Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And it, and it actually, it, we, because I, I feel like we weren't sure if we were supposed to like Eddie for at first. And then we have that scene and it's like, oh, we are supposed to like Eddie. Okay, cool. This works. Yeah because he's he is just a rabid dungeon master like he is he is so intense
1: yeah like you're not sure if they're setting him up as a bully or just what he turns out to be which is just like a very intense as you say rabid metalhead slash dungeons and dragons
0: the the sequence where they are playing dungeons and dragons is so awesome (laughs) It was good. I I, I haven't I, played D and D in so long, but I was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to play now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think I played it like once or twice, but um, but yeah, you know, yeah, it makes the game look fun and and exciting. Um, you know, I, I thought that a little bit there where they were cutting back and forth between the D and D
0: game and the the basketball game again. I feel like that could have been. Tightened up a little bit, but. I, yeah. But I did, I did like the way they they did that, you know. And and, and again, it sort of like dovetails in the, into Lucas's like little mini arc, and then Lucas's yeah, little I, sister being in there instead of him. Yeah, and I I need to ask you about that because did she say she was eleven years old? I don't. remember. I'm pretty
1: sure she said she was eleven. She might have, yeah, and. She is so clearly not eleven <laughs> years old. <laughs> like I will say that the the aging was a little distracting. I was like, these kids are not freshmen in high. School. Oh, I mean
0: Lucas in particular. I'm just like that. That's a man.
1: Like <laughs> Lucas in particular. But I also felt
0: Will. I was just like Will. Yeah, Will looks like a grown up too. He looks like a grown-up. Give him a different haircut. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and, I mean, Jonathan's always like a 45-year-old man, so I don't, I don't know what to say about him. He, that, and,
1: and Jonathan looks the same. He just he looks Because he's, only, he's like, 40.
0: He finished puberty a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like he smokes crack all day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he smokes weed in the show, Mark. Yeah, he no, loves he the weed. something
1: else in real life. Oof. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't mean it. Don't mean it. I uh, don't worry,
0: I don't think I doubt he's listening.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying it's a joke. It's oh,
0: there's no there's no uh there's no, uh, there's no... Although,
1: But I do think there there was something that happened with him between seasons one and two where he was caught boarding and playing, I think, with like Coke. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's alleged. I sorry. I'm just saying.
0: He just likes the way it smells, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's like a smelling salts for him.
1: I mean the soft drink.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it was Mexican Coke, so people were pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, okay, so all this stuff's going on again. We're 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 getting connected with these reconnecting with these characters. Meanwhile, Vecna's killing people. We got Chrissy, the newspaper kid, another basketball player. Uh, it, let's let's talk a bit more about Vecna because this is where we're seeing Vecna. Vecna's got like you know home turf here. We know this is where like the portals to the, the to the upside down are. Even though they they don't know there's another portal, yeah. at this point they think they're closed. So they haven't figured out how Vecna's doing this. Right. Uh, I I don't know if we talked about it in, in any detail. I think you and I maybe talked about it privately, but I really really liked the way Vecna was killing people. I thought it was like one of the more graphic things I've seen on this show. It was good. Yeah? yeah, you weren't you weren't as impressed with it as I was. Like the, I mean, like breaking I, up I, all those bones it. and the sucking of their eyeballs out of their heads and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I I liked it. I, I felt like uh, I don't know, maybe it could have been more graphic or gruesome, but but for the most part, it was, it was pretty good.
0: Well, just like as as in the previous seasons of the show, you know, making making these Dungeon Dragons comparisons for the villains. I think works out really, really well, in fact, in case. Because, you know, talking about him as, like, a dark wizard and, and a, and yeah. a, you know, a spellcaster and all these things, I thought was, like, really a great way to make us sort of understand what he's doing and also a great way to throw us off the trail of who he really is. 100%. So I, yeah. I was like, oh, man, this worked out so well because they really kept us, you know, thinking Dungeons Dragons fantasy upside-down stuff. And right. it, it completely takes away from like oh yeah he's doing things that we've seen you know 11 kind of do before in the past not the breaking right. of people's jones but like that power set is within her, yeah. it. and it's and so i think it again really well executed uh misdirect in that in that regard but like it's all right there but they just have you kind of like looking at one thing and not the other yeah and again i haven't met anybody who has the audacity to claim that they connect these dots from the get-go all right so i think anyone who tries to claim that is a fucking liar Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you you look back after the revelation, you're like, oh yeah, it's all right there. It's so obvious. So, <laughs> so obvious but none of us got it. No, because, because they were good with the misdirect. Yeah. You know, they, they made us look at one thing and they did something else over there and you're like, oh shit, they did that. Yeah. And again, the, the, the very capable storytellers are, are able to do those sort of things and, and keep our attention on one thing while something else is going on off to the side. Uh, we also get a haunted house sort of thing in, 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 in Stranger Things for the first time ever, which I thought was awesome. Creepy fucking house you're walking around in. you know. And we get, we get, we get more of the, the upside-down light tricks. And then when our characters mm-hmm. get stuck in the upside-down, they have to figure out how to do it themselves, which I thought was really, really cool.
1: Yeah, that was fun to see.
0: Yeah, so at, at a certain point, our characters uh, – because, because Eddie's been framed for Chrissy's murder – well, framed is a strong word. But the police believe that Eddie killed Chrissy. So he's on the run, he's hiding out, but Dustin and and everybody else is vouching for him and they're going to help him because this reeks of the upside down. Uh, But eventually our our heroes, Eddie, Steve, Nancy, and Robin, go through a portal when they find the new portal at the bottom of the lake and they get trapped in the upside down for like what, almost a full episode. Uh, And they have to figure out how to communicate with their friends who are still on the other side. Uh, And I I thought that was a really, really well done scene too. What are you doing in here, Max? Come back to. Me. Would you like to join them? So, I guess just go ahead and talk to me about the about the sequence where where uh, the teenager, the, the older teens, are uh, stuck in the upside down.
1: I mean, it's great; it's a lot of fun. I don't. I mean, for one thing, we. I don't think we've seen that crew in the Upside Down before so it's their first experience with it
0: um, I was, I I was like, Oh, sorry I was, I was trying to think because I don't really know I don't think that many characters have been in the Upside Down right at all
1: yeah I guess
0: I mean it was, it was guess, Will was trapped there and I think yeah, it's Will like was Ho- Hopper's run in there right or, or was it Joyce in season one to get him I can't remember now exactly
1: yeah, that's the thing I'm trying to remember. I don't. No, no, no. Yeah, Hopper goes in there at the end of season one in order to get Will. I think they all go in there. I
0: I can't remember, um, but they, yeah, I, I, mean, I wish talking... I was
1: farther along in in the rewatch that I that I could refresh our memories. But but no, I I, I mean for sure Hopper has been in there, um, and yeah, I think the other kids were there as well
0: well it's definitely uh, th- like you said it's definitely this group of kids first times over over, over yeah. there dealing with dealing with it from that perspe- from that point of view um, yeah it's
1: it's their first time they give us a nice cliffhanger at the end of episode six where um, you know it looks like maybe Steve Harrington might get ripped to shreds by uh, some some rabid bat creatures yeah um, but of course uh, Nancy Robin and Eddie. Uh, come to his rescue um yeah and and it's it's a fun sequence because there are some callbacks to the first season uh where uh nancy realizes like oh i have like i have guns in my house (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh in in her in her bedroom um so 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 they go back there, but then they realize like, oh, wait, this is the upside down from like from season one before she she had guns in her bedroom.
0: And right. So I was going to ask you if if you had any thoughts or ideas like what the what the time distortion in the upside down means.
1: No, I it, it's one of those things I was kind of just like, I have no idea where where they're going with that.
0: Yeah, I mean I I you know, I, I like the idea that, that that time works differently in the upside down, but I was wondering if it's gonna be something that pays out down the road now that they've kind of put it out there, you know?
1: I mean, I kind of hope so. I hope it's not just like, well, we need an excuse for there not to be guns in her bedroom. So we'll just write it so that oh, time dilation or something. Right. Uh so I, I hope they pay it off somehow.
0: Yeah, I I think I'd like that too. Um <laughs> I, I need to go back a little bit here cuz uh, you know they go to the up Yeah, and down. we we jumped a lot. We jumped a lot. I, yeah. I just got so excited about talking about that aspect of the story. Um do you want should we talk about um I I guess we should go back to Murder House, right? And talk about like the the was it the the Creed family? Yes. Yeah, you know, the 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 first Creole. The first uh uh incident in 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 Hawkins that seems to match the murders that they're seeing in, in 1986 here. Uh, Yes, and you know this this took place a long like was it like fifty seven or something? Is that is that what year they said it was or sixty two or something like that? I can't remember.
1: I believe it was the late fifties.
0: Yeah, I I can't remember exactly when it was, but all of a sudden we're we're on to, you know, that's it's it's, again it's it's part of like the the mystery of 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 Vecna here is like well what's this random killing doing back in like back you know like forty years earlier or whatever, and how does this connect with what's going on in Hawkins now? Uh, and it's when we get, again, in a season that's full of Freddy Krueger-like illusions and references, we get Robert England. Yes, we do. How fun was that? It was good.
1: <laughs> it, was, it took me a second to realize it was him. I was like, oh, it's Robert England. Okay, that's cool. They're, you know, because they named one of his victims Fred, right. one of Vecna's victims Fred. Right. Uh, and then they just went full-blown, we're putting Freddy Krueger in our, in our TV show.
0: I I enjoyed that sequence too when they're when they're at the in- mental institution. It's, it's Robin and Nancy, yeah. uh, at the institution like conning their way into like this the the high security section of the mental institution, uh, and then and, and, and it it becomes like Silence of the Lambs as they're walking down that that corridor.
1: It was a little too Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> but they didn't dare. They didn't dare have someone throw jizz in one of their faces. <laughs> no,
0: thank God. I was like, "Oh God, if they do that, I'm going to be horrified for these poor girls."
1: <laughs> I would have, I would have laughed so hard. I was like, and I would have, I would have respected them so much more for having done it. <laughs> like, wow, you went there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, do we again? We. It would have been
1: such a cliche, and right, and yeah, and, and they, they didn't need
0: to do it, <laughs> and and they're not painting Creel as as that kind of character, as as like a as you know again. The, we're there because actor, yeah, yeah but we're there because, you know, he's this horrible awful murderer, right? But Nancy yeah. suspects there's more going on here and we find out fairly right. quickly that yeah, and you know, he's not. He's the it that's not what's going on at all and this is just a man who's a victim of of a horrible monster. Yes. That I, that turned out to be his son basically. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. No, it,
1: um I mean, it was a good scene. It was good um I, I liked how Robin put the pieces together that um, it was like it was a song. It was music that um, that prevented Vecna from being able to kill uh, Creel uh, back in the 50s. Um, and, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess a little bit of explanation being that. Well,
0: no, how, much I, how much explanation are you going to give? Because I, I was going to I was going to go into something else, and then I, I, no, go into something else. Yeah, I, I mean that, that's an important element, and I was going to I was going to use that to segue into and in, you know talking about Vecna and the killings, and you know we we got Chrissy and Fred, and I can't remember if there was a third one before, prior, no. but it's it's not long after Fred that we find out. The next victim, the ne- Vicna, Vecna's next intended victim is going to be Max. Right. Which leads into possibly my favorite episode of the season, the, the Dear Billy episode. Yeah. Which I thought was out fucking standing. It was very good. It's one of the highlights. One of the highlights. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it was so well done that in a show that, um, I don't want to say there aren't, like, stakes. But like thus far, we haven't seen any like surprise murders of you know principal cast members, you know? right? But they made me believe that there was a chance that Max was going to make it out of that episode alive. And I was on the edge of my freaking seat. I loved the way it was shot, the way it was executed, Vecna's pursuit of her, her time under the spell, the kids trying to get her out of the spell, trying to find the song that would break the spell. All of that was so fucking intense. And I think it was Sean Levy who directed that episode and just fucking knocked it out of the park.
1: I didn't see who directed the episode, um, but yeah, I, 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 that sequence in particular, Max under Vecna's spell, trying to, to get away from him and get back to the real world, basically the waking world, essentially, all very well done, and like, yeah, I was uh, genuinely in fear for the character's life.
0: And then and, and the setting of it is, as well, like Max is spending that, that episode, you know, she knows that she's under Vecna's sway. She believes she's going to be killed by Vecna. She's yeah. writing letters to all of her friends in, in an effort to sort of, I don't know, like a clear conscience, clear the air sort of thing. And, Put and, her or,
1: affairs in order.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and so we, we it culminates with her writing a letter that she's going to read at, at Billy's gravesite uh you yeah. know her, her, for anyone not paying attention her her brother who dies at the end of season three. yeah uh, and it's so fucking sad and powerful and emotional. This letter that she's reading to a brother who by, by all measures didn't really like her all that much. but like the way she sort of has twisted it into her head, you know it's it's so sad, it's so emo- I just was blown away by how good that that sequence was and and I forget the the young lady who who plays Max, but she was on fire in that sequence. Sadie Sink. Yeah, I I loved that element of it. And then when she gets under the spell and we're in Vecna's world and he's taunting her with Billy and all these things, it was just awesome. It was so yeah. good. I was losing my mind. And then you know the kids are trying to give her space, so they're at the car waiting for her, and they're like something's wrong. And then Steve runs up there and finds her like you know the eyes rolled in the back of the head and everything.
1: Yeah, oh. in in her trance, and and that that's kind of what a. I I felt like maybe we should explain is that the way Vecna works is that he puts his victim in a trance Mm -hmm. and that's, that's when he's going to, to kill them. And the only way to get out of that trance is, um, like a piece of music, like a favorite
0: piece of music that somehow something connects to them emotionally, something that resonates with them. It connects
1: anything. to them emotionally, and they gave a,
0: I forget exactly what it was—but they do give an
1: actual, uh, like, psychological reason for it when Robin and when they Nancy to, when they, yeah,
0: they—they, they, it's like it's like soothing to a disturbed mind or something. I think he says, yeah, in it's, it's
1: some, something something uh, along those lines. Yeah. Like it, it, it for whatever reason, like activates like a, a certain like calming part of the brain or right, something right. like that. Um. So yeah, so so that's. Um, that's kind of like how Vecna's spells work, and so in the scene with Max, it's yeah, they have to they they put her her headphones on her and and try to get her back, hoping that that they're not getting the music to her too late.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 Kate Bush, you know that that I forget the name of the song. Was like Running run run up the hills or something, running to the hills or something. No,
1: running up a hill, up deal a hill. with God. I have listened to it I don't know how many times <laughs> in the past week.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. It, I mean, it's insane how those songs, like, re-caught fire in, in, in the zeitgeist of the world right now. It's it's well, the like thing, bananas. I've never heard of Kate oh, Bush. Yeah. I had never heard of that song. Really? I was like,
1: oh, that's a pretty good song. A- and, like, I wanted to, like hear or read like what the lyrics were like why is this max's favorite song and then it's like you read the lyrics and you completely under like that's a very good choice of song for that to be her favorite song to kind of call her out of this spell like like it all really worked you know and i that's probably the only Kate. Bush song that I like because I have explored her catalog and I'm not into the rest of it.
0: <laughs> hey, that's fair. No, uh, <laughs> we, we, the the 80s station comes on quite a bit in this in this house, so I, I I'm very familiar with that particular song. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, it is funny now, like just it. I think there was like a meme going around, uh, you know how like Top Gun is the number one movie in the world, Kate Bush is the number one song in the world. It's like, in the, it's like, did the world just decide to go back to nineteen eighty six? and Say fuck it, <laughs> things were better then.
1: Yeah, I mean we can, we can wish.
0: <laughs> oh, and I think it also said like Russia's the bad guys again. So it's like, oh, with those cycles complete, we, like just turn back the clock. Yeah, yeah. Which again, another funny element of Stranger Things is like, oh yeah, we do hate the Russians again. So it's kind of funny that, that the bad guys in the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: I didn't. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, like Daniel Craig picked a really bad time to stop being Bond because he can go back to fighting Russians, and it, t- it makes total sense. Oh. Well. Maybe they'll pull a truckload of money up to his up to his house. Well, it, it doesn't really matter because I'm sure like some Russian oligarch would pay them a lot of money not to do that. So whatever. Uh <laughs> any hoot. I, I feel like Hollywood
1: has never had a problem making Russians the bad guys. <laughs> That's like been Hollywood's bread and butter for like forty years. <laughs> I mean I mean you saw the uh what's the The Clancy film with Affleck, Some of All Fears. (laughs) Yeah. Hollywood couldn't bring themselves to depict Islamic terrorists, so they're just like, ah, we'll just make it some Russians.
0: Well, they they couldn't do any better than uh, James Cameron did in True Lies, so they are just like, you know what? We're just going to retire that. He did did do it very well in True Lies.
1: Not everyone agrees with that,
0: though. (laughs) I know. We're way off base. Way off. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like again, that that the way that whole sequence plays out, and again, as, as she's further and further in trance, when she starts levitating above the grave, you know, the whole yes. thing, it, it's so spectacularly done. I I I I really thought that episode uh, sealed the deal for me as, as far as like this season of Stranger Things is for real.
1: It didn't. I don't know if it's for real just yet. (laughs) So I I guess maybe we can get into this because.
0: I mean, let's go. I mean, we might as well. The only thing we really have less to talk about is the final episode, the, you know, the massacre at at Hawkins' lab or whatever. So.
1: So I would have been so angry if Max had died. Yes. Because of the younger kids, she's probably my favorite. Okay. Um,. But have and again, the season's not over. There's a there's a, a lot to go. Right. But I as I said earlier, I feel like they need to start downsizing this cast. And I think it would have really um, raised the stakes if they did kill her. That I'm kind of almost like I, I almost feel like maybe they should have. Um like I said, we'll see where where the rest of the season rest of the season goes. But um, but yeah, I was I, I again. I didn't want to see her die, but at the same time, if she had, it really would have been like okay, all bets are off. Like well, anyone can die.
0: Sure, but I, I think at the same time, uh, for her to have, I I really like the way her arc is shaped up, in, in in the sense that like you know she starts off that season for like the first three episodes. Again, she doesn't want anything to do. With, the, with yeah. the gang. And, you know, she's going through her own thing, you know, dealing with Billy and, and all these different things. And she's, she's really just has cut herself off, pushed everyone away. And it, it's, it's, it's Vecna, it's the spell, and it's, it's, it's Lucas kind of forcing himself back into her life that gets her to realize that by pushing her friends away, like, she's made a horrible mistake. And yeah. when she comes back out of that experience, I mean, not just, like, a valuable member of the team kind of thing, but, I mean, she's just so much more aware, you know, and, and, and striving Open. to be herself again. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, like I, I think, I think it's great for, for the arc of the character. I just mean like in terms of the show itself and, and, and creating a, a sort of all bets are off atmosphere to get you to really fear for your characters. I just wonder if it would have been better to do that to, to offer, because it would have been like, oh shit! I thought they were like, I thought they were gonna give her an arc. She didn't get to. She didn't even get to heal.
0: Yeah. Like that's fucked up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, like, and, and again, those kind of deaths are, are important. Uh, not, I shouldn't say important, but I mean, they, they they bring an element of unpredictability to a show, which is which is you know not a bad thing by any stretch. But I, I think in a show like this, that is that is character driven. It it, it would have ultimately been like really unsatisfying.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I, uh, that's hey, it's a fair point.
1: i, I like I said, I, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree, but I also like, oh man, that would have been like a really I mean you, you,
0: again by ceremonious
1: large, ending right? I understand,
0: but I mean we have to go we have to go back to the roots of the show. I mean, if you know, if we're fully entrenched in the in the uh, inspired by Amblin kind of world that we seem to be inhabiting, uh, you Let's, know,
1: but we got to get past that because. Stranger Things is inspired by so much more than just Amblin. There's so much Stephen King in it. There's so much oh, 80s no, horror for, in it. For sure. So, like, come on. Let's,
0: like. I mean, you know, I I can't say what's going to happen in, in the second half of this season. I can't say what's going to happen in season five, the final season. But right. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they turned the volume up to 11 for these characters. Oh, I see what I did there. Oh, I see what you <laughs> did there. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point, someone's gonna have to make a sacrifice, right? I mean, we thought—I don't—I don't think anybody thought Hopper was really gonna die at the end of season three. Um, no. But I think, I think, I don't know. I—I I don't, I don't want to predict any of that sort of thing because I—I I could see them not killing any of them, and I don't want to kind of get like that to be my expectation that they, they have to end the show by someone's death. There has to be some some noble sacrifice to end the, the connection with the Upside Down or whatever. I don't know if I well, want to go that route.
1: Well, that's a, and I don't necessarily want that. I, I don't want there to be like, oh, the sacrifice. You right. know, like someone sacrificed themselves to save everyone else. I mean, Hopper more or less did that at the end of season three. I mean, he didn't really die, but he's in a he's in a world of hurt right now. Yeah. You know, um, and and it's, I mean, it's kind of cliched, right? No, I just mean like I, yeah, I think some of these characters should die. <laughs> You know, like I, I want to have that that moment of sort of just devastation. And, like and I can't, can't believe be. they killed that person.
0: And, and dude, it, it, they could still go that route because again, Vecna is not someone to be trifled with. <laughs> right? Like we we know so much now about Vecna from that final episode of the, of, of this first part of the of the season, uh, and and you know, I, I mean, I guess we might as well get all into it. I mean, we've we've already sort of t- talked around it. You know, but when we get to that final episode and it's, it's very centered on, on Eleven the trauma of her past and, and showing that uh, I think they called him Charlie was it Charlie who's number one you got a fire truck that's good sound yeah um. that's authentic Los Angeles people right there all I know, I, I don't know if they gave him a name. He was just friendly, orderly. Yeah. yeah until maybe, he was number one. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I, I, I might be misremembering already. But but yeah, so, and, you know, she depowers. She helps him out. Like you said, she, she takes that thing out of, her, out of his neck, and, like, he's off the leash, right? right. And he's going around killing everybody. And again, this is all stuff that we thought Eleven did for the, yes. the longest time.
1: Yeah, they set it up that that. Yeah. She was the one who, who killed all the other kids in Hawkins.
0: Right, but we find out, in fact, it was number one, the first of the project, the, who we the, will also now learn is the son of the Creole family, the one who actually killed and framed Freddy Krueger for murdering his family. Yes. yes. He was, he's got the powers. And when he gets into the final confrontation with Eleven, who Eleven finally activating her powers full bore. Yeah. You know, standing up for, for doing the right thing kind of, kind of situation, you know, that murdering people is wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, an epic, epic, you know, mind power battle, right? Yeah, really great. It, and, it, you know, I, I think I've made jokes about it in, in the past. Like sometimes, like the idea, like they must, these actors must bust out laughing sometimes filming this stuff. Because, I mean, it's just them staring at each other really hard, making faces. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's got to be so insane to film these scenes, <laughs> but it, com- it, yeah. it comes off so well. It, it's, it's one of my favorite sort of like psychic power battles uh, depicted in, in, in anything because they do it so well and it's so powerful and, and the way they sort of have to keep one up in each other. Right. It, it's awesome. Yeah. And, the, and again, number one does the same thing that all the other kids in the program did too, is they underestimate 11 and yeah. it comes back and it gets him when she yeah. powers up on him and it's dope. Dope as fuck, and then she throws his ass. She's you know she rips the whole the first portal basically into yeah, based, the upside down and sends him through it. She basically disintegrates him. Yeah, and turns him into Vecna. Yeah, because because I'm assuming the well, it
1: seemed like the upside down turned him into
0: Vecna. well. I I think what we'll find out is that the mind flare has more to do with that because Dustin at one point earlier earlier in the in the in one of the episodes su- makes the suggestion that the the, the Vecna's like. The Mind Slayer flares uh, like five-star general. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds like the Mind Flare is is this you know this is like his his doing his device basically like uh, this portal's open now and I have this powerful tool on my side and I'm gonna put him to work. Right. So I, I you know obviously I'm speculating at that point and I'm waiting to see what the connections are gonna be to the Mind Flare, um, but yeah, I, dude, it was awesome seeing all that stuff come together, seeing how all these storylines just. A, a, a dovetailed in, into Eleven's origin, mm-hmm. I, I was blown away with all of it. It was awesome. Yeah, I think they, they did a really good job with it. Uh, what other notes do you have from that final episode that you want to make sure to mention? Because I, 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 other than like me gushing about it, I'm not really sure I have anything to say because it was just so good. I think that's the thing. I was so utterly satisfied with it. That
1: like honestly my only criticism of that episode was the the really weird looking young 11
0: yeah that was a a, a bit of a yeah okay Oh well, I mean, sure
1: yeah like didn't and and i i guess they kind kind of, the my biggest problem with it was like they were kind of shots where um it was like looking over number one's shoulder, like looking down at her because she's supposed to be very young. And then they just kind of superimposed uh, Millie Bobby Brown's uh, digital younger face on top of a younger actor's uh, uh, body double.
0: Well, it, it was, it was a and shot that was kind of used sparingly though. They, they didn't do it, it often,
1: which I appreciated. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm very glad for that. But, but even with that shot, I've, felt like ah, you know you probably could have just because they're shooting down at her they probably could have just used Millie Bobby Brown and de-aged her a little bit and it probably would have looked better but like I said that like that's a very technical thing and like you said they use that very sparingly I thought they were very judicious in, in their approach to that that yeah, you know, it's it's just, it, it's kind of one of the unfortunate things that they have this really epic uh, ongoing series with kids who who are who are getting older and and you can't stop that and so you have to find creative creative workarounds if you're going to do some of the things that that they're doing.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there, a thousand percent. So and I, and I I sort of wonder. I guess, I, nah, I don't know. I was gonna say maybe it was a bit of a gamble to even try and incorporate that a little bit, but it 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 it, it pays off so well. It, it to me that it totally lands, even though even if the visual is not like the most effective because it, you can kind of, you you you, know, you kind of know it's CG.
1: Yeah, I'm. It, for me, it's not even like it's not effective. It's just disturbing. Like, yeah. Whenever I see it in anything, whether whether it's you know it it, it it's Carrie Fisher or Moff Tarkin. Was, that's what exactly what
0: I was thinking of. Yeah, exactly. Mark
1: Mark Hamill in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, just it, it's it, it's just off putting to me. It just doesn't look
0: natural and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I agree. I don't um. So and it's funny too because like the episode is so great, it lands so well and so powerfully. You know, with, with Nancy, you know, in, in Hawkins we have Nancy connecting the dots and, and and putting all these things together. And then you have the the eleven stuff that's that's really showing all of it as well as you know as as Nancy's learning, it, we're kind of sh- experiencing it through Eleven powering up and, and reconnecting with herself and, and reliving her trauma stuff. But I I don't really I don't have a way to like knock it at all. I mean, it just it mm. just works. Like, there's nothing bad to say about this. No.
1: <laughs> no. no, not about that last episode. I love that they, you know, it really threw me for a loop because it looks like they're all going to get out of the upside down and then all of a sudden Nancy gets pulled back in. Right, right, right. And she's in the swimming t- swimming pool with, with Barbara's dead Barb. corpse. Dead Barb. Because she still blames herself for Barbara's death. I was like, that's great you know, really, yeah the, really the flashbacks
0: like to her and Steve having sex while Barb's getting killed I thought was really powerful I was like oh yeah, yeah that's right they were getting it on when that happened they were getting it on I just watched that episode <laughs> yeah I it's, 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 it's a testament to the show and to the Duffer brothers uh, and, and their, the incredible cast of people they have working with them and, and starring on the show I mean it's, it's the, everything with this production is just awesome Like this season so far has been really spectacular, really well executed, really well thought out and, and done. Even the things that we sort of like griped about, were like they're they're nits that I'm picking, you know. Like they they weren't yeah like, super distracting. They were not. It's not that they weren't enjoyable, you know. It's just sometimes I'm like, oh, just let's just, let's go faster. But that's me. <laughs> that's me being impatient.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I don't. My criticisms. I, 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 Again, you know, like I know, I have a few, but they're very, uh, you know, they they don't affect my enjoyment of the show that much, um, yeah, so
0: yeah, and I and I still love the the chemistry of the characters together, like mm-hmm. so many of their dynamics are so fun. Like I still really enjoy Steve and Dustin together. I still really enjoy. Yeah. Just, I mean, Steve and, Steve and Robin are hilarious to me. Like, I, I I, love the way these characters all kind of talk to each other and, and connect with each other. It, it, it I wanted, delights me. I wanted, to, I wanted to see Steve and Robin in the video store more. I, I did too. I mean, that could be a whole movie. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I would watch it. Like, I would love to see a version of Clerks with them. <laughs> it would have been incredible. Yeah, yeah the,
1: those two are, are really, really good together. I thought. Uh, you know, because in this se- last season, I don't think Nancy and Robin really met at all. And,
0: yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty season, separated
1: in stories. Yeah. And this season they they get together and their chemistry is really good together. Um, so, yeah. Like that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the show does such a good job with the character aspect of it.
0: Yeah, and and you know, like like I mentioned before too, I, I really enjoyed. Like, I wasn't sure how I'd feel about more new characters, but but Eddie's become one of my favorites really, really quickly, and cause, because of what he brings to the table is so different than the other the other characters, you know, and and like so, the way he sort of admits, like I wasn't gonna jump in the lake and go down there, but everybody else did. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't be the only one who doesn't. Yeah, I can't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, a character is being honest. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, that was really great, you know, and it gives you so much insight into kind of like who that character is and sort of why he's created this, you know, the sort of tough guy persona yeah. a, a, around himself, you know, is that like, yeah, he's really just a, a scared kid.
0: Yeah, or, or like when he throws his jacket at Steve, he's like, have some decency. <laughs> oh, that, that remind. me. I, I don't
1: know if you noticed, though. Uh, continuity error because he throw he's it, uh, Eddie is wearing two jackets he has a sleeveless jean jacket right. and then a leather jacket underneath it he throws Steve the jean jacket and then there's like a a tremor uh, some like an earthquake in the upside down and they all fall down and they cut to a shot of Eddie after having fallen down and he's still wearing the jean jacket. Oh, call Netflix. Tell them to fix it. Like, oh man, you got no, no! Don't fix it. I hate it when they do that stuff. Fix it in post. Leave,
0: <laughs> no, leave the flaws in. It's part of the magic. <laughs> I didn't notice it, but I mean, hey, good on you, Eagle Eye Mark. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, again, I hesitate. To, I don't. It, we didn't even talk about the conspiracy stuff all that much, but going on within the government. But yeah, there's two factions of the government. I mean, I feel like that's such a, secondary. not even like a conspiracy. What's that? It's like a tertiary plot point anyways.
1: Tertiary plot point and, you know, not even a conspiracy, but just kind of uh, almost like a a well-accepted fact, I think, at this point where it's like, like, yeah, you know, you you have different uh, strains of thought within the military and within intelligence agencies about sort of what the proper courses of actions are to take in terms of, you know, whatever it is, securing national security, whatever the cause might be. And so I thought like, yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it, that there, there are bad actors within, within the U S government, but there's also good actors within the government as well. And, those two forces kind of colliding in this. I, I I enjoyed
0: that aspect of it. The the general cooking that one dude in the, in that box was crazy. It was brutal. <laughs> that looked awful. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. I would have ratted out Paul Reiser so quick. Was like, please don't put me back in the hot box. It's still hot. Um, and at the end of the day, he did rat him out. So I don't do well with saunas and heat, Mark. It's not my cup of tea. I would think you would. You seem like a sauna guy. <laughs> do do I seem like a sauna guy? Yeah, you seem like a sauna guy. <laughs> it's, it's like a sauna in here, drinking beers in the sauna. <laughs> oh boy, that sounds like a like a like a like a recipe for for passing out and d- dying of dehydration. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I again, I don't know if I have anything else left to cover. I know we haven't talked in depth. Oh, do you, you want to talk about? Did you want to talk about Mike? Is that one of the things you wanted to get into?
1: Well, I, I mean, it kind of goes into what I was saying. Like, I feel like they need to offload some of these cast members. And at this point, I'm just kind of... I think Mike is such a jerk. Kind of like, is, right? Like, starting in season two. You yeah. Know, like, he's always trying to be the leader. Like, he thinks he should always be in charge. He doesn't want to listen to other people. And on top of that, he's an... Awful boyfriend to Eleven. The fact that, like, what's wrong with you? You can't say love Mike in your letters to her? Like, you just say from Mike? Like, I just... And, and then when she she hits the kid with the roller skate, you know, his reaction is just like, what did you do? i yeah. it's like, this guy sucks.
0: I thought that was... <laughs> it's like, you just... Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I thought Mike's reactions to these things were pretty... Awful, and and you know Mike, you're you're not wrong. I think Mike has been on a, on a really slippery tr- slippery slope, you know, downward, downward trajectory, trajectory for a little while,
1: yeah. and
0: and uh, you know, I mean, even going back to like last season, like the way he's treating Will, and that carries over into this season too. And it's, yeah, it was it's a bummer, man. And like yeah. I mean, Will finally calls him out for it, but it didn't it didn't really get to the root that I thought they might be trying to get at, which was like Mike's a f- effing homophobe. <laughs>
1: Maybe they should avoid that, you know. I don't, I don't know, but but yeah, I like at this point, yeah, I I, I feel like they need to. I, I I think it would do, like I said, I think it would do a lot to kind of raise the stakes for the show, and I feel like if they if they unloaded Mike and or Will and or Jonathan, like when I when I think about the Jonathan character and how far he has fallen from season one. <laughs> he was such a great part of season one, but he's done nothing since then. He's just kind of, he's basically just like tagged along with Nancy while she figures everything out, I think in like season two. Right. You know, I don't even remember what he did in season three. Um, you know, so I feel like they're, they're not doing anything with him and will like you know you kind of you feel bad for him because he's just lost in the upside down in season one in season two he's possessed by the mind flare basically so it's just kind of it was like another way for him to sideline him again uh season three is a little more active but yeah here in season four like all he's doing is kind of like pining over mike you know i'm I I think those three characters really like they might want to consider offloading.
0: Do we see? Do we see that painting that Will did? I forget. No. Didn't see that right? Like that's still a, no. like so that's still something to, to be revealed later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm waiting So to see what so that they're is.
1: probably not going to to get rid of either of them.
0: Well, I I guess I just sort of want, and you know, again with a cast this big, it's definitely easy to lose track of your characters. But I don't feel like that's what they're doing here. I feel like we're in a holding pattern with them, and that maybe they're gonna get a better arc, uh, either in this the second half of the season or in season five, because yeah. it, it it was their friendship that sort of kickstarts this whole thing in season one. So right. it, it it would be nice if that comes full circle, and and maybe we get to see you know Mike kind of grow up and be the leader that he thinks he is, as opposed yeah. to like the whiny selfish brat that he kind of has become. Yeah. But, uh, and again, I. It, it's how do I say this? It, it's it's hard for me to to attack. Again, Mike. I agree. Mike's being bad, but is is he being bad because of like like whatever weird social pressure he feels to be like the normal one, or like I I, I, I sort of just wonder what his psychology is here. Well, the, like that's kind of the thing, you know. Them
1: wanting to make him sort of a a distant boyfriend to Eleven in this season is. Is fine. I, I you know, I don't have a problem with that, but I feel like like I don't understand why because he's been so in love with her for the first three seasons. You know, like it's not like they set up there's this new girl in school and while eleven is away, you know, he's kinda lonely and he like forms this attachment with like this other girl or anything like that. it's like he's just being distant because that's kind of what they need for the story.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And- I- it, it's hard. To, I don't. I guess I don't want to attack Mike too much. While we only have like the first half of the season to go.
1: Yeah. No. No. For for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hoping they they kind of rally that character a bit. But yeah, I mean, he has sort of struggled um, to, to to kind of stand out the last couple of seasons. Um, yeah. At least mm. in a, in a positive way. I mean, he's. He, he, I feel like Mike kind of when he stands out is because he's doing something kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean you're you're doing the rewatch, so like you you might be the more of the authority. I'm I'm just going off memory. Yeah. But I remember thinking the way he ends things with Will in season 3 is is pretty awful. And and it doesn't start off well in season 4. But again, Will finally calls him out in in like the 5th or 6th episode. So maybe maybe Mike starts getting his shit together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that that's the thing. Like I mean, I would like to see them do more with the Will character. I've wanted to see them do more with that character since uh, you know, season two like I like like I, you know one of my criticisms of season two is like, oh, that kind of sucks for that character and that actor that he just kind of gets sidelined again, you know, and I, I think it'd be nice for them to actually do something with him, but it's kind of like well, if you're not going to like what's what's the why is he even here? Why are we kind of wasting screen time?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it, it's a big cast and and you know, by and large. It's it's I mean I say it's a winning cast overall uh, 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 on on every yeah. level. It's, it's, it I mean and maybe some characters just have to have, you know, not great arcs and, and some characters have to do things that are, you know, maybe they just have to be like a flawed individual. And I you know, I guess I get that. And it's That's fine. Yeah, yeah, and it's totally it's totally fine. I guess I just wish I had a little bit more clarity. Like if that's the right. if that's their path, that's their path, but can we kind of get this a little bit more defined? You know, it's not like we've seen Mike, you know, he Mike's always there at the end. But, you know, if he's going to want to be, like, the good guy, he's got to be the good guy all the time, not just at the end when people are looking. It's called integrity, yeah. Mark. He needs to get some. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely <laughs> does. He needs to. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, you and I can – we can reconvene after part two is out, you know, in, in, in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and we blaze through those because I suspect it will be just as, as as high quality as this first half was, I hope. Yeah, around. and
1: my, my understanding is that it's only going to be two episodes, and I've I've heard that the first episode is only going to be an hour, but then the second one's going to be like two and a half hours. Is that how it's working? That's what I've heard. I read that. I forget where, um, but I I would kind of love that. I would love to spend two and a half hours uninterrupted by by credits.
0: Uh, yeah, I would. I would be okay with show. that too. I mean. Yeah, because I mean, really, all that's left to do is for the cast to get back to you know, okay, we got to pick up eleven, and then we all have to go back to Hawkins, and then we can kind of get this party started, right?
1: The yeah, fun, like the final I mean, battle they're, against they're, Vecna. Yeah, like they're ba- they're in the third act of yeah. the of the
0: season. Yeah, and I think that's again, like you said, they, they don't need to drag it out for another seven episodes by any stretch. But you yeah. know, like you know, something two and a half a half-ish hours sounds pretty on point. Yeah. Yeah, I. I'm really, 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 really looking forward to when the when the when that whatever it is turns out to drop it here on July first. Uh, again, I was I didn't really realize how much I missed this show until it was back, and I was like, God damn, I fucking love this thing. Me too. And
1: and like I always get kind of nervous when a new season comes out because like I I I love the show, and it's like I I'm just like oh, don't do something to screw it up
0: yeah you know and a part of me sort of wonders if that's related to my my sort of overall opinion on Netflix productions right you know I, th- I think the longest time I was like oh Netflix you know' it's, it's a, you know they're kind of batting like 500 it's like you know for every one thing there's something bad but like their batting average has dipped down to like 200 lately yeah it's like for every most things thing like crap 20 bad. yeah yeah for, it's like for every 20 things maybe one of them is like halfway decent. Yeah, and and then like 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 we talked about at the beginning of the show, even even season one of Stranger Things, looks better than anything else they've done in the, the seven years since or whatever, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. The, I, the I production value is off the charts. They get so much for their money out of this, uh, on this show. Yeah, I, I,
1: the only other thing I've enjoyed as much, and and I think is as of good quality would be Queen's Gambit. Like, I think that's kind of universally agreed upon one of Netflix's better productions. So
0: I, I still haven't watched it yet. Sorry. You should get to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other shows on Netflix that I still watch regularly. And I, nothing's coming to mind at the moment, but I'm sure there still is something that I check out when it comes back. But, you know, they, they can also cancel most things pretty quickly, too, so. That's true.
1: what do yeah. I know. They give you three seasons, and then you're out.
0: Then you're out like trout. <laughs> Unless you're Stranger Things. Are you thumping yeah. something? Why are you thumping? Stop it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just, just
1: tapping my finger over here.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Again, I'm drawing a blank on on Netflix shows that I get. I get all fired up for, but uh... I mean, they don't have much.
1: You know, they, they've got Stranger Things, and I, I feel like that's kind of it at this
0: point. Yeah, and their movies have not been great lately either. I know Reagan. You know, I'm, I'm going to put the onus on, on our good friend Reagan to, 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 to let us know what's good on Netflix because I think there's not much.
1: <laughs> Does he watch more of
0: it? I don't know, but Reagan seems to watch a lot more stuff that I'm not even aware of. Right. Anyone listening to this podcast, if you can think of a good show on Netflix, let us know what it is because I'm drawing a blank. It feels like it's been a hot minute since there was a good show on Netflix. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that's it. I don't, again, I don't think I have anything else to say. If you haven't watched Stranger Things, we've just ruined season four, part one. Yeah. But get on it. It was totally worth it, and you'll still have a great time. Yeah. If you're
1: kind of vacillating on the show, you're not sure whether or not you want to watch it, go back to season one, and start it all
0: over again. It's yeah. totally worth it. Stop vacillating, goddammit. Yeah. Bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it. Just do it.
1: It's just, yeah, like Shia LaBeouf says.
0: Do it! <laughs> I mean, just, who wants to go anywhere? Stay home. Watch Netflix. Or, well, watch Stranger Things on Netflix. <laughs> the rest of Netflix, yeah, you can probably do it out. It's fine. <laughs> Moving on. All right, let's wrap this shit up, Mark. We'll be okay. back in a few weeks, and you and I will wrap up season four of Stranger Things, and uh, hopefully, 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 we are we are singing its praises uh, as as highly as we are singing the praises for the for part one of season four. Yeah, wow. I definitely. I hope so. All right. Uh, uh, any anything you want to see in, in in the back half here that that would just knock your socks off?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, seeing. I would like to see at least one core cast member bite the dust. Mm-hmm. i just have it be completely like. Oh fuck! Like not a sacrifice to save everyone else. Just like oh shit, this person is dead, <laughs>
0: and you really would like it to be Mike. <laughs> it, it, right now, he is my number one choice. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the rematch between Eleven and One slash uh, Vecna because uh, that's got to yeah. be pretty awesome when that when that happens. Uh, I'm 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 pretty keyed up for that. That sounds like it should be a really good time, especially now that we know the, all the connections. We know all the history between the two of them, uh, all that history. Uh, and uh, again, uh, them now having personal history lends so much more to the stakes that I'm I'm really really excited for for what this could mean for those for Eleven in particular. Seeing like yeah. sort of like what she caused to happen, right? Like not and only they, is she the one who opened uh, the rift, she just just made like the ultimate bad guy too. Yeah, but he was kind of a
1: dick. So. Well, he
0: was, but I mean, she thought she by throwing him into the, you know, into the upside down that that, that was that. And yeah, she, well,
1: she's, she's, I don't think she knew what she was doing. It's
0: it's like when when Batman drops Jack Napier into the chemicals at Ace Chemicals, and the Joker emerges. It's just exactly like that. It's just like, like it's that. Just like that. <laughs> you made me, <laughs> or I made you. You made me first. Perfect, right? I'm speechless at how awful. <laughs> <laughs> how, this is how awful that movie is. How dare you? You're shitting on eighty nine. Okay, we gotta go. This is getting out of hand. Mark, Mark is clearly drunk. He's not. No. Doesn't know what he's saying anymore. I, I'm gonna drive up to LA and take the beer away from him. <laughs> he's cut off. You're cut how, off at this point, sir. How dare you compare something like this to something like that? <laughs> You don't know, the second half of this season is a a, a complete homage to 89 Batman. You're welcome. Jesus Christ. You're welcome.
1: Like I just said, I get nervous before every season comes out (laughs) because I'm afraid that they're going to fuck it up somehow. Well, that would be a great way
0: (laughs) to. Might make you happy, but I'll just. "Ah, I'm out. Remember, Mark, fear is the mind killer, okay? It is. All right. (laughs) It really is. We'll talk later, dude. Thanks, man. (laughs) <laughs> don't choke goodbye. Okay, g- thanks for having me Gamjabar <laughs>
1: um, Fremen
0: okay bye why would he be opening gates to take over the world who do we know that wants to take over the world the Mind Flayer so if the Demogorgon was just his foot soldier Vecnus his five star general a five-star general with the power to open gates. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! That was incomprehensible. You lost me at Mothergate. Please be kind. Rewind. Sort of fitting that we're going to end with that piece of dialogue from from the episodes, you know, in, in the in Volume One of of Part Four, uh, because we're definitely going to be talking about that uh, upcoming when we when we sit down to talk about the final two episodes of the season, because that com- that line comes back into play. And I, I think it's, uh, Mark and I will have to sort of address some of the elements from that, from that conversation because we, we are now forced to reexamine uh, what we know about Vecna and the Upside Down uh, based off of the revelations in these, in these final two episodes. And like I said, that conversation will be coming your way uh, sooner rather than later. I think <laughs> barring any any unforeseen circumstances uh, with any luck I'll get that actually out to you all a little bit faster than I did this one this one should have been out maybe a week two weeks ago um, but but time has been um, hard to come by lately uh, like like Metallica taught us time is like a fuse short and burning fast and uh, my time has been uh, just just turned into ashes. There's none. There's none. I'm barely getting anything recorded. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) good Lord. I'm having to retire a second podcast this year. Who knows the way time, the way things are going. No, I'll always have time for one show. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't give up the Star Wars show too. God damn it. All right. (laughs) Sorry. I almost had a nervous breakdown there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed this one, and, and really, if, if you haven't had a chance to sit down and watch Stranger Things yet, and you're kind of on the fence, you're like, oh, I don't know, but it can't be as good as people say it is. It's pretty damn good. And, you know, I think if you keep your expectations reasonable, you're going to have a damn good time watching it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad you listened to this episode. I, and I, if you're on the fence, I hope it gets you over the fence and you, you sit down and you and you get caught up. And if you, you finish the season, uh, because, yeah, we're going to sit down and, and talk about the final two episodes. And we'll be back for another conversation about that because there's a lot to get into. Again, more highs, more lows. Um, but the lows are, you know, again, we're, we're going to talk about things critically but positively at the same time. Uh, because even the lows are still pretty entertaining at the very least. So get ready for that. That's coming your way soon. The Patreon will get it first. Uh, that's just the, the, them's the rules of the game. Uh, but it, it'll show up here in the feed sooner, sooner or later. And, and I thank you all for your continued support and your patience with me when it comes to, to the podcast in particular. Because uh, this is sort of my firstborn podcast. <laughs> and so it has a special place in my heart. And uh, if, if time were not such the the issue that it is, uh, this show would still be going on uh, simultaneously to, to MandaVision. But uh, one one had to be chosen. And, and uh, Star Wars is just always going to win with me. I'm sorry. I'm just sort of biased that way. I just fucking love Star Wars. All right? So... Again, thank you for the support. Make sure to hit me up on social media at, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram or at Mando, Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Either one, hit me up on both. It's it's all good. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show. Still appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. And again, make sure you're still following because when the new episodes drop, they'll just magically show up in your feed you are be like, hey, look at that. That son of a bitch did something. He made a podcast happen. And that is the least I can do for you is every now and then make a podcast happen all right let's wrap this up let's get out of here uh we'll be back soon i hope fingers fingers crossed cross all your fingers all your toes and we'll see you soon ciao babes great story compelling and rich so the tribe drops its third straight on this trip six to one to the rangers for the indians one run on let's say one hit that's all we got one goddamn hit You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not going to be fucking sucked this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!